Hey, welcome to a Monday edition of Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia. Under the weather again. Yes, I got sick again, so please excuse me if I'm a little congested for this show. But hey, I'm fighting through it to give you some uh, Spurs info. In particular, tonight's game, Spurs-Grizzlies. We're going to preview that game, some keys to victory, and see what the Spurs can do to get a W, one of those rare Ws of the season. Also on the show, uh, the Spurs uh, recently got throttled by the Clippers, and um, they've been stuck at 11 games, so basically is it time to wave the white flag and just give up on the season? Do that and more. I'm joined by Joe Garcia, Two Shots Podcast. Joe, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. And you, aren't you glad that we're not face-to-face? You don't get sick? True that, man. That's the last thing I need to do is get sick right now because I've managed to stay healthy, and i got kids in school, you know, middle school and high school, but Hey, man, you know, things go around all the time. And the last thing I want to do is get the flu or even have a cold, especially when it's, you know, so close to Christmas. Yeah, I know. Well, speaking of sick, the Spurs have not been playing that well of late. They've look, been looking sick, especially in the last uh, loss versus the Clippers. Uh, Joe, that get lost was just horrible. You kind of saw all the right on the wall. You know, the Clippers were going to roll over. They're starting to find their groove. It is what it is. Spurs got throttled. But tonight, they have a chance to get things going in the right path. They got the Grizzlies tonight. Now, the Grizzlies are not a team to just look over. And at this point of the season, Joe, Spurs shouldn't be looking over any team. Every win is valuable now. But when it comes to the Grizzlies, if you're in that coaching meeting right now with the players, what would you tell the players? You know, y'all got to do this one thing to get a W. I would just tell them, just win. You know, you, you got to play defense. And it's like beating a dead horse at this point. You know, if you want to win, go out there and play defense. And if we look at the history of what's happened with the San Antonio Spurs, we've seen that defense translates into offense. I think right now they're trying too hard to focus on one particular thing, and that's scoring buckets and playing that iso ball. They're getting away from their own identity and right now, it's just like they're in flux. They're confused. They don't know what's happening out there on the court. Everything can be rectified if they just play defense. Play better defense, and you'll start winning. And winning well, makes everything better. Yeah, well, defense was not the name of the game versus the Clippers, especially in that third quarter, Joe, when the Clippers were 20 of 20 at the rim. Dunks, layups. They could not miss at the rim. Spurs had zero interior defense. And I bring that up. Because this is a Grizzlies team that have guys that can finish around the rim. Let's start off with Jaron Jackson. Look, in, he's averaging 18 points per game this season. Five rebounds, two assists, three steals. And that's great. And that's really good for Memphis, not good for San Antonio. But this December, this month, he's been averaging 21 points per game, three three-pointers, and two blocks per game. He's a beast so far in December. Joe, when I look at tonight's game, I'm saying, okay, you know what? Let's try to slow down Jaron Jackson Jr. But at this point, Joe, I mean, especially after the last game, you're starting to think, like, can the Spurs even do that? Do they have the personnel to slow down a big man like Jaron Jackson? Joe, your thoughts? If the right personnel is on the court, they can make it harder for him, you know, to make shots. But will they be able to shut him down completely? I don't think the Spurs have the personnel to do that, but you can keep him honest. The only thing is when we see the likes of a one LaMarcus Aldridge who plays heavy minutes, 
and kind of slows the team down. Two, you have a Marco and a Bryn Forbes backcourt that are terrible defensively, and they're playing heavy minutes in the rotation. All this spells a recipe for disaster. I mean, if you want to make it a go at it, insert one Yaka portal, you know, yeah. and also Trey Wallace, you know, he needs to play a little bit better defensively and really get after it on the, on the boards and crash those boards and get those rebounds. But if you have the right personnel on the court, sure, they can go ahead and maybe keep them in check. But if you're going to keep giving us the same formula, it won't be long, Jeff. It's going to happen just like it did against the Clippers. You know, that third quarter is always the, the telling feature for the Spurs this season. And, you know, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, the Spurs defense is definitely going to be tested tonight. In the month of December, Memphis is averaging about 114 points per game. This is their highest monthly scoring average in franchise history. So they're getting points up. And you cannot talk about the presumptive rookie of the year because Zion Williams, you know, I don't know when he's going to play again, but John Morant, he, uh, he's been showing out lately. He's averaging 13 points per game, four assists, two blocks in about 20 minutes this season. He leads all NBA rookies in scoring average and assists while ranking second in steals and fourth in field goal percentage. Joe, needless to say, Murray and Derek White, they got themselves a, well, basically just the, the perimeter. The perimeter guards, a defense, have a task slowing down their young rookie. Joe, your thoughts? Oh, yeah, they're going to have a, a tall task ahead of them. But, you know, the thing is, when you have a DeJounte Murray and a Derek White out there on the court together, the Spurs arguably have one of their better defensive backcourts out there playing, you know? So that's what you want to see more of. You want to see your better defenders on the court for extended stretches to try and keep, you know, prolific players uh, in check. And I think the Spurs give themselves that better chance. Again, Jeff, when you have the right personnel out there, imagine trying to put a Marco Beninelli or a Bryn Forbes on on a player like Morant. It's not going to end well. You know, he's going to be able to score at will get easy buckets, you know, probably get some and ones. And all you can do is just, you know, hope that Brent Forbes is smart enough to just move out of the way and not foul <laughs> needlessly and send it to the strike for, for easy buckets, you know. Sometimes you got to play smarter. And, you know, a credit to Brent Forbes, it's not really his fault, Jeff. At the end of the, at the, end of the day, he's just an undersized shooting guard, yeah. and he can't grow inches overnight. So it is what it is on that end. You're absolutely right. You know, I mean – there's, you cannot put the full blame on Forbes, not even Bellinelli as well, as much as Spurs fans want to. But you can put a little blame on LaMarcus Aldridge and DeMar DeRozan. They're your stars. They're the guys that are supposed to lead you on the court. And so far in the last few games, they really haven't. DeMar DeRozan has been in, like, at least up until the game versus the Clippers. He had been in a shooting slump. He really hasn't been connecting. And we all know defensively he's a liability. Same thing goes for LaMarcus Aldridge. Both were benched. In the fourth quarter of the loss to the Clippers, it was out of control already. I get why they did that. They only played a handful of minutes in the second half. They're fresh. They have an, practically an entire half a, of a game off, plus the day in between, then tonight's uh, leading up to tonight's game. I'm expecting them to have big games tonight on the road. But, Joe, is that asking too much now? Are we at the point now where we can't even rely on our two stars? It's iffy. You know, the one thing that you can rely on is DeMar DeRozan. He's been probably one of the better players for the San Antonio Spurs. At least, 
he likes that he puts forth the effort. Even though his shots might not be falling, you know, he might have a poor game here and there. At least you like the effort. He wants to ball. He wants to go out there. You can see him showing some type of emotion. Unlike one, LaMarcus Aldridge, who's just lethargic, looks disengaged at times, and plays with no heart. You know, when you have that happening from one of your star players, it seems like it's, uh, his, his energy is infectious to the rest of the team. It just doesn't seem like they have that punch to start games. They just start off very slow and lethargic, and you got to run everything through LaMarcus Aldridge out there on the court, and the game slows down. He gets the ball at the top of the key. He has a, a mismatch, maybe has an undersized player in front of him, settles for the fadeaway jump shot. Yeah. That's just asinine, lazy basketball. And, you know, I just haven't seen that effort from LaMarcus Aldridge. And it's like one of our good friends says, uh, Steven Anderson, it looks like LMA is on the wrong side of 30, Jeff, and he's looking every bit of that. Well, beyond Morant, beyond uh, Jaron Jackson, there's another guy who's actually having a great season for Memphis, and that's Dylan Brooks. The 30-year pro um, is basically having himself a really good season. Uh, 16 points per game, six rebounds per game, three assists. And get this, Joe, the Grizzlies are 7-0 and this season when he scores 20 or more points. But they're 1-9 and when he scores under 10. So he's kind of a big X factor for them. So if I'm the Spurs, I'm keying off of him. Now, not to just completely bag on San Antonio, but they are doing things that are good um, despite, you know, getting throttled by the, uh, the Clippers and looking really looking like chumps for the most part in the second half. They... They have improved defensively somewhere in some areas. They're, they're averaging uh, a season high uh, in steals for the month, in rebound and block shots for the month. And right now they rank seventh in the NBA in rebounds. So there are certain things they can do to get a W, and they just got to do it. You're looking at a team that on paper has everything that can do to beat up teams. We saw that for a half versus Houston, that this team was on a roll. They're on the same page. They were just crushing Houston until the wheels came off in the second half in Houston. Joe, I mean, the Spurs have defensive players, White, Murray, Pirtle. They have offensive players, DeRozan, um, Mills. Why can't they get it done, Joe? Lineups, plain and simple. All of Spurs Nation, the Spurs fans out there, can see that the lineups that Coach Pop is putting out there are absolute garbage. You know, he's putting lineups out there that aren't conducive to the team playing a good defensive game. He's setting them up for failure almost every single night because of his refusal to play the better defenders out there. Oh, I'm going to let them come off the bench and leave the second unit. Well, you need to insert them into the starting lineup if you want to give yourself a better chance of, of beating teams, especially on the road with these small lineups that are being put out there, Spurs Nation already knows what's going to happen. And it's just frustrating. It's like everybody wants to just scream at the TV and throw things around and pull their yeah. hair out and hit their heads against the wall. I mean, we're in total disarray when it comes to that. We don't understand the logic or what the thinking that goes on behind that reasoning. It makes no sense to us. It's a total bewilderment. You know, I have no words to, to even describe how we all are feeling. Only thing I can say is it's pure frustration. And it doesn't seem mm -hmm. like it's going to get any better, Jeff. I don't see an end in sight until these lineups change. 
Well, the Spurs are three and three in their last six games. So they're 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 playing 500 ball. So you don't know what kind of team you're going to get tonight versus Memphis. Now, on the road, um, you, you know, you just see across the board some of their stats just drop. And it's just not a pretty side look for overall. They're three and nine on the road this season. So they're way below 500. Okay. You see their field goal percentage drop goes, um, I'm sorry, their three point percentage drop from 35% to 34%. Their free throw shooting takes a dip 79% at home, 76% on the road. And even little things like assists drops by three, 25 to 22. You see where I'm going at here and, and they're losing bigger games. they are minus 5.4. So you know, they're keeping it close, but as opposed to home, they're a minus 2.6. So you see things they trail off on the road this season for San Antonio. But overall, you know, the Spurs don't, you know, should not look past uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, Memphis overall is 11 and 19, but they're 6 and 11 at home. So the Spurs got a shot. Um, the Spurs also, you, you know, just they, you would think, Joe, that they would come into tonight's contest thinking, like, you know, we got embarrassed at home. Let's go on the road. I mean, you think they have pride. Do you think they'll show some pride tonight? I have no idea. We'll just have to see how they start out, you know, on the road, you know, out of the gate. Because obviously right now there's there's trouble in in paradise. You know, I don't know what it could be, but they need to figure things out. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of, like I said, it's just pure frustration. You don't know what team you're going to get on any given night. Are we going to get the team that's going to look good for the first two quarters and then simply lay an egg and disappear in the third and the fourth? You know, I mean, hopefully we can at least get them to, if they don't want to play in the beginning of a quarter, at least put forth the effort, get yourself back in, finish out the, the quarter strong, each quarter, finish it out strong, and you can give yourself a chance to win at the end of the games. But when you see a total lack of effort coming out in that third quarter, it's just disaster. You already know, okay, if that third, the third quarter is really going to dictate what is going to happen. Is this team going to be able to come together, play strong in that third quarter, and really put forth an effort and either sustain a lead or try to come back from behind? Maybe you can make a game of it in the fourth if you're down by double digits. You know, we need to see that better effort, especially coming out of that in that third quarter, Jeff. I think that's been really the telling tale of what's going to happen on any given game with the San Antonio Spurs is that third quarter. The Spurs come into tonight's contest 11 and 17 overall. And again, is mentioning their defense and how it'll be tested tonight, despite the Memphis's uh, record um, so far in the month of December. Uh, they're, 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 we mentioned about the points. We mentioned about what Jaron Jackson is doing this month. Not Dylan Brooks has been doing, but <laughs> Memphis has made at least 10 or more three pointers in nine consecutive games. So Spurs perimeter defense is really going to be tested tonight. And the Grizzlies are also looking to go 2-0 uh, to start their regular season series versus the Spurs um, since the, um, well, since like forever. <laughs> Memphis has already beaten San Antonio once this season. All right, when we get back, we're going to be talking about the season so far and whether or not it's time to unfold the white flag, and start raising it. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Joe, I'm really trying to fight through this cold, so 
forgive me and listeners forgive me. I'm, I'm doing my best right now, but you know, I'm not waving my white flag when it comes to finding this code off, but Spurs fans, I think it's starting. They're starting to do that. I, I if you go on social media, Joe, you can already sense it. Fans are kind of starting to throw their hands up in the air. You're seeing comments such as, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. You, you know, this, this team's a joke. Um, tank you know you know me joe i've been kind of more the optimist this season you've been more of the realist is it time to raise the white flag is this season done i'm going to be honest with everybody right now and this is the same thing that everybody is seeing so we can't be lying to people we can't be giving people false hope the spurs as currently constructed are a lottery team does it mean that they're just going to tank the rest of the way and hopefully they're going to get a, a higher pick in the lottery? No, that's not the way that they play basketball. What will really realistically, what, what can happen is this team is on pace to probably win somewhere in the neighborhood between 29 and 30 games. Now, the question being, is that good enough to get you a top 10 pick? Probably not, you know, but it's going to be one of these trying times for Spurs Nation, especially the new, the newer fans who have only known nothing but success because they were fans ever since the Spurs won a championship in 2014. This is, this is a, a, a dark time for, for these Spurs fans. These are the newer Spurs fans. Uh, the ones that have been around for quite some time, like me and you, for example, we know what the dark times were like. And yes, it's hard to take a dose of that when it's right in front of you. The only thing you can hope for, the only good thing that you can look to is that we have some good young players on the team right now that will hopefully get some minutes and learn uh, and, you know, from experience, you know, going out there and going through the motions and, and getting some minutes and key you know, moments of the game. And we also have these good players that are in the G League right now in Wendary Weatherspoon, Keldon Johnson, you know, Luka Samanic. We have these guys that are developing right now. So we can at least take that as a positive moving forward. Now, the rest of the season, I'm not saying give up on the team. I'm still going to support them, cheer them on, but we all have to be realistic. At some point, we have to give up the delusions of grandeur and say, oh, we want this team to make, you know, the eighth seat, make, the, make that eighth spot in the Western Conference, come in at the eighth seat. Why? So they can get bounced again in the first round? Maybe it might be better for some of these younger players to go, uh, you know, to go through some adversity and not make the playoffs. That way, the next season, they're going to come back even hungrier and angrier and have some fire underneath them to want to play better. And maybe that'll translate in the team getting better as a whole, because right now it just seems like everybody's all over the place because this is a new feeling for them. But adversity is a powerful teacher, Jeff, and I think that's one thing that we can all take away from this. Let it sting and let it hurt. Let it really bother you. That way you can come back better next season. Yeah, I, I'm inching closer towards uh, waving the white flag, personally. There's certain, I get my hopes up when I see a first half like they did against Houston, but then I get my hopes down when I see how they got throttled versus uh, the, the Clippers. They they openly admit their flaws. Marta Rosen recently said that they do play down to competition. But then at the same time, you see the wins, and then you see them, you know, like, we got it, we understand. You hear Derek White, uh, Murray, 
when he posts his uh, social media thing recently saying, oh, you know, we're going to get it right back on track, uh, Spurs fans. Thank you for sticking with us. So I see the positives and I see the negatives and I, I weigh the options and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm looking at their record. And I give me hope that, yeah, you know, they could technically make the playoffs still because of the West is pretty much top heavy. But then I start thinking about what you just said, Joe. Why? Why to get to get uh, an early exit uh, to, you know, not really have a successful season. In my opinion, I think there's going to come to a point and I think we're I think the Spurs are already there where they're going to have to make a decision of the season as far as, okay, Lonnie, it's time for you to blossom. Get out there. Joe, in the last game, I mean, popped in a way to play him for the second half, and, and at that, it was spot minutes. Um, how do you expect this kid to grow? You don't. You don't expect him to grow if he's not getting real NBA minutes. Yeah, he's going to make mistakes. Yeah, he's going to mess up. And yeah, your Spurs fans are going to get ticked off at him for doing dumb things, but it's about the journey. Um, and speaking of journey, you know, this season has been a very tumultuous season so far. We're past the point of, oh, no, it's still a young season. That's done with already. Um, I think there's, they're going to have to look in the mirror and start saying, you know what? All right, it's time. Um, it's time to really put a hard rebuild. No, not a soft rebuild. None of this rebuild on the fly. Just really hit the reset button and make something of it. I could be wrong. You know, they, they can come together soon. And, you know, they got, like we mentioned, Memphis tonight. Maybe they get a win and that catapults them into in the right, you know, street where they can get some wins. But burn me once, burn me twice, burn me three times. I, 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 I'm starting to lose faith in this team that they can get it together. And you're right. It has to do with a lot of lineups. You're right, Joe. It has to have to do with the, the makeup of the roster. And let's face it, Joe, it, it this – could you could you honestly, Joe, go back and say, you know, the the spark for this was what happened with Kawhi Leonard and him leaving? Um, that's a good topic of discussion. I've brought that up several times, you know, during your your locked on podcast. You know, the reason that the Spurs are in, in disarray is because they lost a genera- generational player in Kawhi Leonard. He asked to be traded, no longer wanted to play for the team. You know, after the debacle that happened with his quad injury. And we're seeing the, the fruits of that labor right now. That's what happens when you lose a bona fide NBA superstar. You know, the team is just making the, the best out of the situation. Unfortunately, the level of talent that we have isn't quite up to par with the likes of a one Kawhi Leonard. So we're left in kind of a rebuilding phase so to speak, you know, and I, I, I'm, I'm, with, I'm, on the, I'm with the people who are saying this, this right now, Jeff. Maybe we should let LaMarcus and DeMar walk. What's the point of offering them contract extensions when, they're, when both of these guys are aging NBA All-Stars? LMA is on the wrong side of 30. DeMar, who's going to want to give him a long-term contract given his age right now. I think the Spurs should be looking towards the younger generation of player. Maybe they might have to take some L's next season and look towards the younger players and let them play heavy minutes, but save that cap space, and maybe you can go after somebody who's really good the following season and start, you know, kind of rebuilding the team. It's going to happen sooner or later, and we're faced with the situation right now. It's a pivotal 
uh, situation. We're, we're at that crossroads, I think, Jeff, where they're either going to have to let one of the two go, and if you're going to keep one of the guys, you got to start getting younger, you know, and, and that comes with losses and, you know, inexperience. But, but yeah. something has to change, and I think we're on the precipice of that, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. And look, and as far as DeMar DeRozan being old, he's not old. I mean, he's, he's like a fresh 30, if you will. You know, so, you know, there, you can still, you, the Spurs can still see some value in him as far as his offensive uh, side and his facilitating. So, so if there's a lesser two evils here, I think he's the lesser two evils between him and LMA. LMA for sure, you know, his game is predictable now. When you have uh, Clippers Zubach, coming out and saying like, oh, all you have to do is just do X, Y, and Z, and you're done with LMA. Um, you, you got him. You defended him. And that's not a good sign. Um, so of the two, yeah, you want to get rid of him. You know, you get rid of his contract. Um, at least with DeMar DeRozan, you get yourself a uh, bona fide scorer. And in today's NBA, you need scoring, and he does that, uh, and really well at it too. So – yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm starting to unfold the white flag, Joe. I'm hooking it on the hook. I'm looking at how tall the pole is, and I'm saying, all right, I got to string it up there. It, it's getting there. I'm getting closer there. But what about you, Joe? Have you already hung up the white flag, or you're getting it ready? I haven't hung up the white flag yet, and I'll be honest with you guys. I'm still, you know, like I said, I'm still going to support the team. Anything can happen, but I'm being realistic. More than likely – this team is not going to make the playoffs, and we're probably going to be looking at them being a lottery team. Now, if they exceed those expectations and somehow manage to get into the playoffs, I'll be like, hmm, okay, well, they managed to put it together, but we all know it's going to be a first-round exit. So the question then again is, why? Why even bother? If yeah. it's going to be the same, the same result, you know? At, at some point, you have to start looking to do something different. How are you going to make this team better? next season you know so uh, there's a lot of questions a lot of decisions that need to be made and i for one am glad that i'm not the guy in charge of over in the in the spurs front office having to make those decisions that that would be a very stressful uh job and something i don't want it's fun to speculate but it's not fun to be in charge and make make those tough decisions because at the end of the at the end of the day you might have to let go of some of the the most beloved players that you have, you know, and it's getting close to maybe saying goodbye to one Patty Mills, even though he's been playing great this season and he needs a fan favorite. But at the end of the day, everybody gets old and you got to kind of make decisions much like we did with TP9. So it might be the the end of that era, you know, because I think Patty is probably one of the only guys that's still here beyond Marco from that 2014 NBA championship team. So yeah, you know, it's kind of sad, but I mean, we need change right now. I want to see them win. I want to see them be relevant again. I want to see yeah. them win the Western Conference Finals and return to greatness, but I think we're still a couple of years away, so we all have to learn a little bit of patience, you know, even though it's frustrating. Yeah, and it is frustrating, and unless the Spurs get things going, it's going to be – a lot more frustrating because there's still a lot of plenty. There's a lot of games left on the Spurs schedule. When we get back, what's that? We have 54 games left. Yeah, there's 54 more games. So there you go. They, you can say what you will. They have time to get things together, and they'll have an outside shot considering how bottom, uh, well, top heavy as mentioned, the West is. But um, like Joe said, 
Do they really want to be a mediocre team, especially in the NBA? When we get back, uh, Joe and I are going to continue our chat about the silver and black. We are back, and I'm joined by Joe Garcia of Two Shots Podcast. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Two Shots Podcast. Joe, earlier I, I mentioned that it'll be the first time the, the Grizzlies, if they beat the Spurs, they go two up, two uh, zero to start the regular season series against them. That's actually incorrect. The last time they went up two zero was back in uh, 2017. So um, they can match that <clears throat> if the Grizzlies get a W. I hope they don't. I want the Spurs to get a W. But uh, Joe. It's uh, it's been a been a rough start to the season, and um, you know some Spurs fans are raising raising the white flag. You know um, they got Memphis tonight. What do you think? Do you, do you really do you think fans are ready for a reset? I think they are. Um, like I said, they're just tired of seeing the same old lineup that doesn't really put forth the defensive effort. You know, and that needs to change. I think if we, we took an L, but the fans saw the team playing a closer game. They saw the effort. They saw some of the younger players getting some run, namely Lonnie Walker out there and seeing what he can do. I think they'd be fine with the loss. They'd be like, hey, at least they put forth a better effort. Still an L, but hey, at least Lonnie played great. We saw some Yaka Portal. You know, he was playing great out there as well. DeJounte, Derek. You know, they were all doing a good job. You know, it's just they need some help. But if we keep playing the same old lineups again and again and again, we already know it's going to turn into an L. And if they ride out the rest of the season with the same lineups, we might not even win 29 games, Jeff. Yeah. That's, that's the situation that we're in. So hopefully that will change, you know, and, and satisfy both the the organization and the fan base. But well, who's, who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, exactly. man. We don't know what the heck is going to go on. <laughs> yeah, I know. For all we know, the Spurs can be lining up some big blockbuster trades, something they've never done, and this changes everything. Uh, but, again, considering the Spurs' uh, schedule, hmm, doesn't really sound like they would do something like that. Um, but, hey, uh, quick, before we put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, uh, Breaking Tea. If you are looking for a last-minute fun sports gift for the holidays, go to breakingtea.com slash locked on. Breaking Tea makes sports t-shirts around teams' passion moments. Great for all fans. Go to breakingtea.com slash locked on, and then feel free to search the site for great shirts and fun sports gifts. Maybe one of those teas could be the Memorial Day Miracle, Joe, or, you know, um, titles and to make it for Spurs fans feel a lot better this holiday season. Now, Joe... They got the Memphis Grizzlies tonight, then they go to Dallas, and then they have a three-game homestand, Detroit, Golden State, and Oklahoma City. I don't know. I, I look at that, I look at that the schedule, and I'm like, I don't know how they'll fare. I could see them losing tonight against Memphis, and I wouldn't be surprised. I, I could see them getting blown out but Dallas uh, the next game, and I would not be surprised. Is it has it come to that, Joe? Is it is it are we there already? I kind of think we are. We're really Ugh. not expecting the team to get a, a win, you know, against some of these lower-tier teams. However, when they play against a team who has a, a much better record as one Dallas Mavericks team, they might get up for that game and actually win it, you know, probably going to overtime. They come from behind. <laughs> and, and then, 
And then they totally get destroyed the next day by yeah. the lowly Golden State Warriors. It happens, man. It's it's the way the season is. It's it's been up and down. I mean, right. I, I remember no- I remember a time where you were able to just circle on the calendar which were wins and losses. And I can't even do that anymore. Yeah, we can't, man. It's just unpredictable, man. It's like trying to make a blind bet. You know? Yeah. Basically, when the voters make a blind bet with no information in front of you, I just got a good feeling about this team and hope for the best. That's that's all we're doing right now. Spurs fans on any given day, we're hoping for the best. If they win, they win. But more than likely, if they lose, wouldn't surprise us. Exactly. So hopefully the Spurs um, can get something going, get a nice win streak. I, I don't I mean, the last time they had a win streak was when they beat Houston and San Antonio, that, that double OT. And then they went out and beat Sacramento at home. And another OT game. It was at that series of OTs. And that's it. That was the last win streak they had. It was a two-game win streak. And since then, it's been a loss, a win, a loss, a win, a loss, a win. That, that's They've just been exchanging L's and W's. But, again, Grizzlies and Spurs. Spurs will be visiting Memphis tonight. Uh, that is, a, I believe, a 7.30 start Central Standard Time. Hopefully the Spurs fans still have the faith and they can get things going. Uh, Joe, tell everybody about Two Shots Podcast. Well, they can listen to our podcast and they can check out our videos at Two Shots Podcast, all spelled out, T-W-O-S-H-O-T-S Podcast. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And just go ahead and make sure you check us out. And we'd like you to subscribe to us on, you, on our YouTube channel. Like I said, you can see our backlog of videos, but we're talking about all things Spurs. There you go. Give Joe a follow on Twitter. As for me, Jeff Garcia, News for San Antonio, uh, the Spurs Zone. Uh, everything under the sun for your San Antonio Spurs from some news and notes that the, the team is doing to even um, how the, the kid's doing out in Austin. Uh, Drew Eubanks had 31 points in the last Austin win, so he's been doing really well for Austin. Uh, check it all out there at the News for San Antonio Fox 29 San Antonio Spurs Zone. Also, follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. So for Joe Garcia, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.